Roses are red, violets are blue, baby. Welcome to the Mindset is Art podcast. I'm your mindset coach, CJ Leedy, and what is more important, finding love or holding on to it? Roses are red, violets are blue. Don't change a thing except for your clothes. That was the Valentine's Day card I received in fifth grade. I'd outgrown my pants, you know, I was doing a little bit of that, like, Capri style, showing some ankle. And I admit it, my style was trash, still kind of is. But hey, love was in the air, and it still is. So happy Valentine's Day, whether you're listening to this on Valentine's Day or a little later, it's still a great day for loving. And you know what? This podcast was actually supposed to be called Choose What You Like and Like What You Choose. This is something that my coach has said to me time and time again lately. I juggle a lot of things at once, and I try to stay focused, and I genuinely do see a lot of things through, but I keep adding to my plate. So sometimes I struggle with maintaining certainty behind what I'm doing, thinking, ah, should I keep doing this, should I not? And he keeps saying, hey man, it's your life, it's your life, but choose what you like, and then like what you choose. This applies to everything in our lives. It's not just our partners, it's not just our love life, but also in business, where you live, your friendships, your clothing choices, your housing choices, everything that we have say over in our lives. Things that require us to choose and then to be happy with our choice. This is really one of the most important concepts that we all deal with as it relates to the quality of our lives. If you can master these two things, finding and choosing the things and the people that you love, and then in turn, continuing to love the things that you choose. This simple principle is responsible for so much of our satisfaction and enjoyment in life when done correctly. But when done wrong, on the other side of the coin, it's responsible for a lot of our pain and discomfort. Because choosing is incredibly important. Choosing wisely, that is, right? Choosing the right partner, choosing the right career, the right place to live, the right pants in fifth grade, the wrong choice can haunt you. But the right choice can make your life incredible. But then equally, if not more important, and I'd like to make that case today, is that taking the choice you made and loving it is what really matters. You decided what to wear for the day, so rock that shit. No second guessing after the decision is done. The truth is the majority of our lives are spent after the decision is made. So you decided what to wear in the morning, you're going to walk around with your ankles out all day. Someone might write a poem about you, but you got to own it. Most of us choose a career path shortly after finishing school, and we spend years in that role, maybe our whole lives. And maybe we make a handful of transitions, but certainly we spend more time in the profession than we did deciding which one to go into. And many of us will find a life partner in our 20s or 30s, and we might spend the next 40 to 80 years with that person. So clearly, just from a time perspective, mastering loving who or what you choose is the bigger part of our lives. So getting good at enjoying and appreciating after the decision is made is really where it's at from a life satisfaction standpoint. So let's jump in. First side of the coin, choose who or what you love. And I don't want to spend too much time on finding what you're looking for for two reasons. One, it's Valentine's Day, baby. Love the one you're with. And two, in previous podcasts, we've covered a handful of these things. You got your Ikigai, you got your universal boss theory, you got Matthew McConaughey's 10 year from now idol perspective. But how about one for love? This podcast is really following the theme of two sides of a coin. So here's a little love strategy that you can use that follows that theme. First side of the coin, be very clear in what you're looking for. 
the characteristics that you look for in a partner. I'm not talking hair color, height, and weight here. I'm talking characteristics, right? It doesn't take long before you see right past all of that and you see the person for who they are. So we're talking about their ambition or their family orientation or their humor or their ability to hold a deep conversation and engage with you or have a good time. What pieces are really important to you in a life partner? And also about who that person is to you, right? Can that person be your best friend? Or is that person a support system for you? There for you when times are tough. Get really clear on who this person is and what the relationship looks like that you'd like to have in your life. Because our subconscious minds are running our sense of direction. You either tell it what to look for or it will run some sort of default programming based on random associations you've seen in the past or things that you have unknowingly linked around love in your life. So take some time and feed your subconscious mind what you actually know you want and will be healthy for your life. Now let's flip that coin over. Take the list you just came up with and figure out who the person you just described would be looking for. Who should you be to match that energy? What kind of emotional maturity do you need? How does that person carry themselves? Where would that person need to be? Can you place yourself out in the world to meet that person? Our external life is really a reflection of who we are. So stop trying to grab for things outside of yourself. Focus on who you are and who you need to be to attract those things, those people, those relationships, whatever it is that you want to bring into your life. Start with you. Because clarity leads to that subconscious programming. The subconscious programming that is the GPS that is moving us in different directions in life. You set your destinations. So there's a little something you can try. And like we said, this isn't just about finding a great partner. The same strategy and concept applies in our business, with your family, with everything that you do. Figure out who you need to be. All right, so now flipping the coin over again, the real one, the big one for the whole podcast. We talked about choosing who you love, but now it's about love the one you choose. So do I have a Valentine's Day date? I do. It's February 14th, baby. Sorry for the sappy jokes. No, this year I do not, and I'm good with that. I'm dating my RV right now. It's a full-time effing relationship. But hey, love the one you choose. It's been amazing. I love the RV life. But really, do you have somebody in your life right now that you're loving on? And even if you don't, this concept applies to all the people we have in our lives, your friends, your family. You might say, hey, I don't get to choose my family. Well, for the most part, you're right. But you do get to choose how you interact with them, how you think of them. That is within your control. One of my friends just told me that his Hinge profile says, green flags that I look for. You love your family even though they're all crazy. So like we said before, this also applies to your career, to your relationships with yourself, relationship with your body, with your life, where you live, the home you live in. And this even applies to being single. If you're single and you were wishing you were in a relationship, then you have a mentality problem. You got to be able to appreciate being single when you're single and be in a relationship when you're in a relationship. Otherwise, you're in this constant battle. Stephen Stills came up with a classic song called Love the One You're With. A few of the lyrics go, turn your heartache right into joy because she's a girl and you're a boy. Get it together, make it nice. You ain't going to need any more advice. And there's a rose in a fisted glove and the eagle flies with the dove. And if you can't be with the one you love, honey, then you gotta love the one you're with. And obviously here he's talking about a feeling as if there's somebody or something that you're supposed to be with that you're not. But you have something here and hopefully you can seize the moment and enjoy that person. And while hopefully for you, you're with the person that you're like, yeah, this is who I'm supposed to be with, or this is the job that I'm supposed to be in. But regardless of if you are, or if you're not, this song is perfect because what it's saying is that it's not about what you don't have. It's about what you do. It's about appreciating it, taking in the moment, 
Love the one you're with. This is the whole point. It's a mentality that we can get stuck in. You know, even if we're in the right thing or with the right person, our mind creates this vision of what else could be. And the song says it perfectly. Love the one you're with. So stop pushing for what's not there and appreciate exactly what you have. You know, it's that grass is always greener effect. You're in a relationship. Oh, I'd love to be at these parties, having fun, being free. You know, I'd be on hinge with a cool ass quote like I just heard. You know, if this is you constantly comparing to what you don't have, you need to recognize that you're being mentally weak. You may think that you're thinking honestly and rationally, but you're not. You're thinking weakly. Your perspective, sorry to break it to you, is trash. If you're someone who's constantly wishing they were somewhere that they weren't, I gotta break the harsh news to you. Changing your circumstances isn't gonna do anything. You're gonna bring that same grass is greener mentality into the next thing. So focus on shifting the way you think about things in your life. Because as we covered in one of the first podcasts, the grass is not always greener on the other side of the fence. It's greener wherever you water it. So perspective is key. Appreciation is a skill set. So change the way you're looking at it. If you're with somebody and it's, it's grown a little bit dry, you know, think about it. What if you would have never met that person? Think of all the things you would have missed out on. Or what if you lost that person or lose that person in the future? So guess what? Spoiler alert. Plug your ears if you need to. If you don't want to know what happens at the end of this movie, the person you love dies. You die. We all die in the end. So wake up today. Wake up now and love who you're with. Put your differences aside. Appreciate them for all that they are and stop comparing. Water your own garden now. And paying attention to the right thing. You know, our negativity bias fights against this. Negative stimuli is seven times more powerful than positive. So you got to be intentional about the things that you love about them. What made you fall in love with that career or that person in the first place? What parts of the evolution process do you love? What elements of the relationship do you enjoy? Or how do they improve your life? Or how have you been able to improve theirs? And then let's flip the coin again. A lot of coin flipping. We don't know which side we're on at this point. But flip it again. Is it just about how you feel about them? Is that where your focus should be? Or should you be paying attention to the things that you can do to make sure that they love you? Could a few of your relationship problems and issues that you have with this other person actually just be a reaction to the way that they are responding to how you are treating them? Who do you need to be in the relationship? What things can you do to build their love fire for you? How many of our problems would be solved if we just looked at things through their eyes? You know, do you know what their love language is? You know, are you giving that to them? And in the beginning of relationships, we're great at this, right? You want that person to love you back so bad, so you're constantly thinking of, what can I do to make this person love me? And you're showing them that side of yourself. And then somewhere along the line, you start paying attention to more of the things that bother you about them, what they should be doing, what they could do instead, versus who you should be. Or even like a roommate in college or something. You're like, ah, my roommate sucks. You know, they're dirty, they're noisy, they're smelly. And you go, well, are you a good roommate? Do you go above and beyond to clean, be enjoyable, respectful of their time and space and all of that? And you're like, well, you know, not really, but that's just because that person isn't doing it. And you're like, all right, well, if I go have a conversation with them, guess what? They're going to tell me the exact same thing that you just said. Can you see how it's a cyclical problem? You lead by example. Be the person that you want them to be. You want them to be clean? You should be cleaner than you think you need to be. You want them to be respectful towards you? Be incredibly respectful towards them and see how quickly they become more respectful. You'd be surprised how quickly the other people shift. We are reflections of our environment. We've got what's called mirror neurons that replicate the things that we see in our environment. 
So start with yourself. Look at yourself. Look at the man in the damn mirror. You know, be the person that the other would want you to be. There's a great quote by Anais Nin. She says, love never dies a natural death. It dies because we don't know how to replenish the source. End quote. So loving what you choose is a skill set. It's something that must be practiced. And it's not just about your perspective towards the other thing. It's about what you can be doing to create that energy in the relationship. All right, so tool of the day if you're still in choosing mode. Again, this could be your love life. This could be your career. This could be anything you're trying to find. If you're still in choosing what you love, start a clock and spend five minutes. That's it. Just writing down what you're looking for. Be as specific as possible. And then the important part, spend another five minutes writing down who you need to be to be a fit for that thing to be in your life. And then the other side, if you're in loving who or what you chose mode, spend five minutes writing down the things that you love and appreciate about that person, right? And then spend five minutes writing about who you need to be in order to create love in their heart towards you. As Victor Hugo said, life is like the flower for which love is the honey, end quote. Love is the fruit of life. Choose what you love and love what you choose. That's what we're working with today. Bada boom, bada bang, happy V-Day. It would mean the world to me if you wanted to leave a rating or review or share it with somebody you thought might find value. But more than anything, I appreciate you being here. For more info on coaching, the book launch, and other mindset motivation, head on over to cjleady.com. This is the Mindset is Our Podcast. Thanks for going out my with me today. Mm-hmm.